the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. And good morning, San Diego. You are listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross, along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken is off this weekend. Good morning, gentlemen. Good Good morning. morning. How are we? I am well. How are you? Doing well, thank you. I think I am, too. You think you're doing well. I think I am. It's early in the day. It can change at any moment, but thus far. That is the beauty of it. In the hour or so that you've been up? Uh, 345. Oh, my goodness. Well, 344. I woke up one minute before my alarm went off. But it was a beautiful morning. Clear. The moon looks awesome this morning. It wasn't clear out where I was coming in from. A little bit of cloud cover. It was was enough to see the the moon in the broken, scattered clouds. Oh, it was beautiful out. And I, I saw a report on the news to look up this week because the... 50 planets or so in our solar system are all going to be in alignment again. And we had a, I think, a, a temperate week, decent week, although I was faked out yesterday. I, I was sure it was going to be a cool day from looking at my temperature map. So I wore long sleeves and long pants yesterday. It was still a little warm. And it was quite, but, quite know, a bit warm. It was warm, but there was a, at least in Poway, there was a gorgeous breeze. It was just a cooling breeze. A gorgeous it was breeze. Gorgeous. It was yeah, nice. I, I, I actually had a customer say that to me over by the uh, the one gallon table. She says it's a gorgeous breeze. It's cool. It it's hot out, but this breeze it's just lovely out here. Yeah, I sat up in my backyard on Wednesday night and I was cold. Well, I'm always cold. Well, that, here. That's because you're old. Uh, good point. Sorry. Good point. I, that's different. Yeah, you're right. Tuesday after work, I went home and was supposed to meet a buddy to go hiking. And he didn't return my call, so I went and hiked. Oh, actually, this is totally... It was Sunday morning. It's your story. It really doesn't Sunday matter. morning, mid-morning, it was hot. And we passed a guy I coming off the well. trail. I remember it well. red. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it well. And he was talking about the breeze, because it was, it was stupid hot. We waited until late in the morning to go hike in East County. Mm-hmm. And, but he was talking about the breeze, and we kind of looked at each other after we passed, and we're making fun of him because it was hot and the breeze wasn't that exciting. But when we got up onto the trail a little bit further up, there was a really nice breeze and yeah, it made all right. the difference yeah. in the world. Thank you so much for Appreciate sharing. Appreciate that story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we are at the middle of the month. Father's Day is tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. 
And do we have any classes or anything we going on? We do have classes today's? going on. Today is uh, June 18th. So you're, we're past. We're past the middle of the month. So June 18th at 9 a.m. in San Diego, it's uh, Succulent Containers with um, Al Klein of Botanical Wonders. Now, are those going to be very juicy, edible containers? Or do you think they mean something else they, when they say when they succulent? succulent? I'm going. I'm going to go out on a limb here. We're talking about those little plants that I don't really care for all that much. The cactus and the succulents, cactus and succulents the, the, yes. that we get from alkaline. Yes, that would make more those, sense, wouldn't it? It makes some sense. Okay, please carry on. In Poway at 9:30, it is uh, help your plumerias thrive with Mike Atkinson, who's huge here in San Diego with regard to plumerias. Now you pass his property once in a while, and, and I do. He's got a lot of plumerias, and I he? look and I see there's lots of plumerias there, and I say. To myself, David. There's lots of plumerias there, and then I continue on my way. Well, he will be in at uh, nine thirty to teach a class on that for us. Now, his son taught the class last week. His son taught a class last week. Uh, his son has a, a Atkinson family farm or urban farm, and Is he there does a, a lot of permaculture and composting classes. At that place, I pass. No, no, this is a no, different place. Different place, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I was going to use a big word and say if we have ask if we have nepotism in the. In the class Back, well, schedule. I guess in some ways you do, because that's how I found out about each. So, yeah. Next week? You want to talk about next week? Uh, we have uh, the 25th of June. We have Fruit Tree Care with Charles Malky of, if you look at it, it says IV, which is, you know, it's Roman numeral four organics. And he's going to be teaching a class on Fruit Tree Care. Now, they have the some of the products for... Like the paint that we put on trees to right, protect right. them in summer, and some have insecticidal properties and stuff. So, that class is at nine a.m. in San Diego, and then at nine thirty we have a bonsai workshop, which is an RSVP, and it is full. But we will take some standbys uh, on the list in case. Yesterday, I was sitting at my desk talking to somebody, and I took down their information and told them I'd put them on the waiting list because the class was the workshop was full. And now I realize right I now, did not put it on the list. It's somewhere on my desk. It can't be easy to find. Oh, no. But that's the next You'll, two weeks. Are you sure? I am positive. Okay, I was going to give you a list of all the things that are going on in Balboa Park, but I have not a clue as to what is going on in Balboa Park this week or next. I guess I didn't do my... Yeah, Ken, Ken's no due not diligence. Here, so. My due diligence, my homework. Um we do have a good supply of plumerias at Walter Anderson Nursery in Poway and cuttings. We've been getting in cuttings. We do. We're going to have some out for sale uh, beside the class today. A okay. lot of different colors in the cuttings? Uh, th- three, I think. Okay. Two or three. And the, the one of the, what I think is the nicer one ones is the kind of light pink with the yellow center. And back in the day... I think we used to call it Oaxacan pink. It has another name now, but it is similar to, I don't know if you remember Maryland's Gardens Oaxacan pink. Yes. It was a, a kind of a smaller, more single flower. It was, well, yeah. they're all single, but very nice looking. I really, if right. I were to buy one, That's that would the be one the one I would get. Okay. And then is I could take it home and put it on fragrant? the shelf. Very fragrant? I don't recall. I think so. Okay. But I don't. They all are, aren't they? Yeah, a little I, I bit. I think they all are to some yeah. degree. Some, yes. I think, a little bit more. Correct. Pronounced. Uh, Walter was asking me yesterday if I thought Ample was going to come up to watch the Plumeria class today, because if Ample was going to come, then Walter was going to come. But I don't don't know, so I don't know who's going to be our special guest participants. 
I think I think well, Mike has a, a pretty good following uh, on Facebook with regard to Plumeria, so I anticipate a pretty a good, good show. Crowd. A really, really, really good show. Um, I know it's a little early to get into fruit tree banter, but we were talking about the plums this morning, and I was thinking just before we went on the air. You said the beauty plums and the methylene plums ripen together, and you were I, no, they, they were or similarly yeah, very close. They're the earliest of the plums that we typically grow here. But didn't you tell me that your methylene plums are ripening now? My, and didn't you also send me a picture weeks ago of your beauty plum? Correct. So it's your it's your beauty plum that is the anomalous one, and not my methylene or nor perhaps, my beauty. Perhaps I, I have several two different methylenes and two different beauties and. Is it because of the location? I think it's a location, and, and a good example of that is I think we've shared, uh, we have two gold-kissed apricots on the property. One's on the far west side, one's on the east. We finished all of the apricots on the west side, ate all of them. They were ripe, delicious, before the east side even started to get ripe. Same tree, same, same property. Same tree, same wow. property. Same and water everything's patterns. exactly the same. And, exactly. And, yeah. As we have heard and before. We hear that, yes, we do hear that a lot. Everything's the same. Nothing's different. Yet both trees, it was, it was probably 10 days apart between finishing up one and when the rest started to come to fruition. So, interesting. Well, that makes me think about where mine are in, in relation to the sun as the days you know get longer and the sun comes up. But... My methylene, not my methylene, my methylene is in the shadow of a large, <laughs> a very large semi-dwarf pixie mandarin that is probably 12 to 15 feet tall. And that seems to be about where it's going to, it seems to have topped out. Topped out, out as, a, as a dwarf? But the beauty plum, yeah, but the beauty plum is on the other side and it seems to get more sun. But I guess in the winter, winter, the dead of winter, it would be a, a little bit cooler. It would only get late afternoon sun, and that probably slowed it down. But I think you were making me feel bad because that my beauty plum was not ripe. I mean, it's, been, it's probably been a month. Oh, yeah, easily since I shared some of those pictures of the beauty. But now I'm tossing it back at you. It's your plum that's out of, out of it line. It might very well not, be out of not mine. If you go with the charts that talks about when each of the different varieties come, are ready to be eaten, it's, it's certainly out of whack. Now, do you like the the tang of your plum, or well, do you? No, I like them when they are a little bit softer and sweeter. And I know that you were eating a bunch of them when they were. Um, yeah, he likes a little tart. crisper. Yeah, yeah, they're they're crispy and tart. That, that's and then the last couple of weeks they've gone from up. green, crispy and tart to soft, and they're not tart anymore, but they're not sweet, so they're kind of in a. Most of them are in a no man's land of blah, <laughs> but when they're ripe, they're delicious. They and are. I don't normally wait for fruit to get ripe. I'm too impatient, and I want them when I want them. Right. I, I was eating a uh, burgundy plum uh, the other day, and while I was, it was what color is it? <laughs> it's, it's. I don't have a color palette. It looks reddish of some sort, a dark red, maybe oh, like a burgundy. burgundy. They were. It, it is a gorgeous looking piece of fruit, but it was not quite ripe yet. It, it was tasty but it was very very crisp and I, I only took it off because it was the first year for this burgundy burgundy plum and it looked delicious it just is not quite there yet well the the uh, beauty plum when it's ripe ripe the flavors just explode when you when you take a bite out of them but 
there still is a little bit of tartness as you get yeah. to the pit and on the skin. I'm trying to think, or is it just as you get to the interior? I think the skin as well. But okay. the methylene seems to be, when it's ripe, the methylene is sweet from skin to seed. It's well, perfect. with the methylene, they're having troubles getting ripe on the tree. So I think what I, if I just take them off and let them sit on the counter for a few days, they're fine. And the uh, squirrels have found my weeping Santa Rosa plum that's right next to the fence. And they come up and down the fence and... My sister, Rose, from Escondido, suggested that the plums will ripen up just fine if I take them off the tree a little before the squirrels get to them and let them sit on the counter. Have you tried that? I uh, it's worked with the methley, so I'm guessing it'll work I, with the Santa Rosa. I think we've tried that, but not, not purposely. It's where you've picked a few, brought them in, and left them, and so they've been mm. there for a few extra days and got a little bit riper. Yeah, I have <laughs> the, a few of those beauty plums that I did that with, but they were the ripest ones to begin with, and now they're kind of melting on the counter. Yeah, Isn't that a beautiful thought? They yes. go into the compost bin then. Well, actually, no. The chickens love them. Oh, do they? Okay. Yes. I uh, I just inherited three chickens. Huh. Almost. Well, anyway, I have three new chickens, and one of them will not go back into the interior coop to roost. It sits out in the enclosed pen, and it will not go in at night. So I've I've given up fighting with it. Is that, uh, how is long that, is he going to last, or is she going to well, last? Well, the pen's enclosed, right? No, no, no. The, the outer pen is enclosed Secure. as well. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fenced all the way around and well, has right. shade cloth on top. Okay, okay. It just doesn't go into the interior enclosure, which is a shed gotcha. that I close up. But she seems happy enough, so I guess I'll just let sleeping hens lie. Weren't we going to yep. investigate getting one of those automated doors for you that open and close with some I should do sunset. that. Do you know anybody that's mechanically inclined that can do that? We do know some people. Maybe we could call Garden Talk and Mechanical Chicken Pens uh, this morning and After see if the they have an answer. They, yeah. If they have <laughs> an answer for us. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. You're listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a break and be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And welcome back. To Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross, along with Mark Mahaney and George Allman. Uh, Ken is off this weekend, and before we went into the break, we were talking fruit and plums, and I'm not sure... Well, you had mentioned how there's a kind of a blandness between ripe and, or not ripe, just crunchy, tart. Before you go any further with that, <laughs> I just want to apologize for everybody out there, to everybody out there, not for you, but to you, that I, and we talk this way. I, I could not envision myself 10, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, talking about the 
flavors and oh, they're the being tartness and, and the blandness. Yes, cetera. yes. So words that weren't in your vocabulary back then. Well, no, I had the words, but I would not have put them together in these sentences. I see. But please continue. You had mentioned that you like them when they're tart and crunchy. Yes. And you don't typically wait for them to be ripe, and now that they're ripe, you've discovered that they actually taste, you know, yeah, wonderful. They're pretty good. Yeah. We, uh, Capri and I grabbed a uh, Eva's Pride the other day. It was just getting soft, and it was the blandest peach I think I've ever had. It was it was juicy, but it was bland. And then two days later, harvested some more with no expectation. Like, oh, this is you know yeah. a waste. Can we bland again? They yeah. were delicious. They, they just in two days the flavors peaked. Well, that brings us to a very very important point about trying a piece of fruit and deciding I don't like that piece of fruit and I'm not going to have that tree. I'm going to get rid of that tree or I won't buy that tree. Absolutely, we've it happens a lot on citrus, right? People it happens say. on everything. Yeah. So don't judge a book by its first piece of cover. Don't count your chicken. Eggs before don't you carry them in a basket. Yeah. I don't know. There's but something there's something there. there. Yes. yes. So know that flavors change over time. And, and that is a good point because we have had – oh, my friend gave me one of those. They're horrible. Well, was it ripe? Did you get it at the right time? Well, maybe they meant their friend was horrible. You know, could, could be. And, and, and also, um, our, our tastes change over time. Yes, they so do. So there's another, another thing. And before we get to water – because I really, really, really want to talk about water. Let's go down to Otay Mesa and talk to Bob, and I have to hit a button here. That button, I think. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Good morning. I have two vegetable plants. One is an eggplant, and it has green aphids, and it has some other white insect that don't seem to fly. I don't think it's a white fly. And then I have a chive, and it has black insects on it, and I'm wondering what can I spray on them. Those are probably both, actually everything you just mentioned is probably aphid. There's probably aphids on the eggplant and white aphid exoskeletons that they have shed and left, and then there's probably darker aphids on your chives. So, what would you recommend, gentlemen? Well, are you an organic gardener? No. All right. (laughs) Well, go ahead, David. <laughs> Offer up something. You would say eight, probably? Would you no, say I, actually, I no. wouldn't. Oh, that surprises me. I, I okay. would start with water. Jet stream of water. Uh, just wash them off. Jet stream of water, insecticidal soap, pyrethrin, any of those things would be where I would start, even though I am not an organic okay, gardener. Well, that surprised right. me. Yeah, I, I would go with the jet stream of water and insecticidal soap. Well, isn't that just going to let them fall to the ground and they're going to... Pop right up again. If, if your hearing is quite acute, you'll hear them saying, uh, we've fallen and we can't get up. So those aphids won't come back on the plants, but you will get more because there's no residual effect to that nor the, right. the uh, it, soap. It's the, the water will just help mitigate. It'll help reduce the populations, and then you'll get control if you do it you know, periodically. On a regular basis, yep. yeah. Yeah, and those insects, they will damage the leaves, am I correct? Yes, yes they sir. will. Yeah, yeah. They, they suck, literally suck the juice, the life blood out of the, out of the um, crop. Yeah, and, and the other question is, on a chive, I used to have it in a different place, and I've been growing the same chive for years, and I moved it up about five or six feet away, and it seems all of a sudden now where I put it, it's getting the insects. Does that make sense? Well, uh, it could. Yes, it's possible. But. If it is 
Well, what, what would come to mind to me is if it's getting a little less sun, sun that's what I it'll have say. a little less vigor and it'll be more susceptible to bugs. It is, is it? getting less sun. Yeah. That's what yeah, I would exactly. have thought too, yes. Our brain trust is still intact, <laughs> at least for Bob <laughs> and yeah. Otay Mesa. Thank you, sir, very much. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> As Man. David struggles to yeah, move a mouse, there we that. go. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay. I brought up a calculator on the computer. That's great. That's very <laughs> yeah. useful That's to me right now. That's for Money Talk or something. Um, if you would like to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. It's 888-344-1170. I really want to talk about water. I, you, yep, apparently so. Yeah. You know why? Go for it. Well, because it's very it's expensive. Hot. Yeah. Is that why? Well, it is the lifeblood. Can you really put a price on the lifeblood? Try try living without it. Okay. Okay, yeah. That's it? Talk about look at I was sitting here okay. trying. I wasn't having well, any water while we were talking. To see I consider myself a professional on a closed track and not the <laughs> brightest one in the room, but, you know, a professional. And you know how I like to forget to plant things, but I've kept that avocado tree alive for over a year in its pot, and I finally planted it earlier this year. And I've been. It was started growing immediately when it went in the ground. I amended the soil. I added slow release fertilizers to it, and I did all. I did everything, everything right. Everything that you heard on Garden Talk. Everything right. I did it all the right way. And then I've been watering it, and I water it almost every morning because it's near the hose and near all the plants that I water on a regular basis. But about I don't know a month, six weeks ago, it stopped growing. And I was watering it the proper amount because I'm a professional. Did I mention that? Yes. I've heard it And I know exactly how much water it needs. And I was watching, and I figured, well, it's done with its growth cycle for the spring. And I was watching my neighbors on automatic sprinklers just keep growing, tons of growth. And I thought, I I think there's something wrong wrong here. So I gave it some food, and I started watering it more. And now it's, it has fresh new growth all over the whole thing. So when you were watering it, you, if you had come in and asked us in the store and said, I've been, I, I know I give it plenty of water. Because I know what I'm yeah, doing. I give it water every day. And yet when you gave it more water. It started growing again. There is new growth all over. The, the entire plant has new bronze leaves all over the entire plant because water what I thought leaves. was enough water was not and it wasn't soaking down Deeply deep enough, deep, right. so yeah. I started watering it more. I watered it twice instead of once on the way out and on the way back. As opposed to setting a hose or just letting Well, it I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning, okay. and I have a lot. They're all still in pots. Yeah, Not still, all. Right. There's still quite a few in but, the ground. You know, that brings us to, and we, and I know we've, we've talked about this quite a bit on the air and with our customers, is the, um, the amount of water that you give the plant. And people will come in and complain about a plant doing poorly. And asking for for advice, and we'll say, well, it looks like it's drought stress, or it looks like it's water. Yeah. No, I give it plenty of. I am watering this four times a week. It's getting right. plenty of water. Are you calling me stupid? Yeah, but, but, Are you so, suggesting just, it looks like it's a water problem? Right. And they'll say, no, it's getting plenty. And then when you start pulling that string, many of them have drip, and they'll say, I run it four times a week for six minutes. It's getting plenty of. You know, and we we've yeah. talked about this before. And, and using a small emitter, they're getting less than a gallon, less than a half a gallon. And to that point, I was chatting with a woman yesterday, and her plants were doing well, and we were talking about water, and she had drip. And I said, well, how long do you run your your drip? And she goes, oh, for about an hour. 
And I, want, I told her I wanted to high five her because it was the right. first person that ever said that. Everyone, when they do drip, they always say, ah, I run it for six, ten minutes every day. And well, I don't understand why they're doing so poorly. Yeah, no, a lot of people have people put the systems in for them. And they right. have no clues how, right. you know, what the emitter is, how much is coming out. So I, how, I, yeah, yeah. When, I, when I talk to people with, with regard to your, uh, with the drip irrigation, I always say there are the three variables. Time, how long you run it. The quantity right. of e- of water that's coming out, the volume for each emitter, and the number of emitters. Right. Because people put one emitter on a big tree that's a, a, a gallon, and they run it for 10 minutes. Yeah. And that's just not a, It's great to get it through the spring, maybe. Right. But I had my thumb on the hose. I was giving it plenty of water. Exactly. And I wasn't. When they say they right. water it every day. And, and again, like you I'm said, usually skeptical when someone for, says I water it every day yeah. uh, as to whether it's truly a, you know, an adequate yeah. amount of well, water. Well, usually it's somewhere between one and three minutes, yeah. maybe five. All right. And that's what I'm saying. They water too frequently, but and, they don't water enough. And yeah. even if they're watering with a high-pressure spray that's blowing out of a tremendous amount of water, most of it's not going to end up around the roots unless right. there's a, a, a strong, a, a, a solid... Berm of some sort to yeah. berm it. or yeah. foliage to catch yeah. the water and drop it down to the base. Otherwise, right. it's just going to well, blow be- right right through. The beauty of drip is that you can let it run for a long period of time and it won't run off. You won't have water, you know, going twelve feet away as it trickles down the hill. Right. If you have it, and that's the nice thing about it. But most people think, well, I'm saving. I have drip, so I'm saving money. I'm saving water. I'll run and, it for X number of minutes. I'm getting plenty of water to the trees. Right. And, and because the water's coming out. In a small area, you, it needs to be on long enough to water an entire circle. Line, right. You know, and it has to either you need more than one dripper, one emitter per plant, or it has to be on a very long time because there's still a 360 degree, well, there's a globe below the soil that needs to be watered from side to side, top to bottom. And how long does it need to run? It depends. As long as it, yeah, as long as, as it needs long as it takes yeah. to water that right. area, which grows every year and frequently the uh, the watering areas. It the seems like doesn't. we talk yeah, about, we talk this, about a lot. this a lot, but it, it is. I would say, you know, it's it, very important I, I, yeah. in the absence of you know a pest problem. That's probably the number one issue is water. I would say number one, even issue. with a pest problem, <laughs> yeah. it's well, the I'm number one issue. As far issue. as someone coming in, if they're not coming in with a pest ah, problem, right. it's a water problem. If they're coming in complaining about their plants, it's I would agree with. Water. I totally agree with that, and it's difficult sometimes because it generally implies that th- they're doing something they're doing or s- not doing something right. right. And they, sometimes they people sometimes little, people are a little less receptive. They're a little defensive yeah. sometimes. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, I'm watering. No, I know that, but you got to water how a little much? longer. Yeah. Exactly. It's a common theme. Okay, I just want to make sure we're all all, all good on this. We're good and, on this. Um, also, yesterday, while I was learning about all of that, don't we have one more of these before I do that? Yeah, okay. Um, I, I took one of the – I was weeding some of my container plants, and so I took it out of the pot to pull the weed out, and I realized these pots that I'm watering every morning, I wasn't soaking well through. You could see areas of the pot that were – where the soil was wet, and there were other ones where it was dry. Not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we, uh, pots. Sorry. Treat thyself. Yes. I got to start there. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. 
You're listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a break and be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Are we good? We're good. We are back on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ. Um, I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken is off this weekend. And um, if you would like to give us a call and have us tell you you're not watering, watering your plants enough, enough yeah. the number here is 888-344-1170. That is 888-344-1170. That'll bring in the calls. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, Doc, I want a second opinion. Okay, you're ugly, too. Thank you, Rodney. Gosh, I... I, Doc, Doc. Um, Anyway, uh, we were talking about water. Netafim seems to be a common thread with a lot of people's irrigation systems. The tubing that has the... the Pre-drilled. Gauged, pre-drilled emitters every 6 or 12 inches or something like that. And one of the keys when you're trying to ascertain if you're giving enough water to your plants or not, is look to see how far the water is is seeping out, how wide, how broad is the wet spot from the, the drippers to get an idea if it's on long enough or not. Right. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's better if you say that. Well, rather I was, than just I was nodding waiting. I actually head. was waiting for Mark to say it. Okay. It looked like he was getting ready. I, I just want to make sure you guys, I, I just want to remind well, you, this radio. Is radio. Got it. Yeah. No, I, radio. I agree. And, and that's one of the ways, you know, you can, you can adjust those emitters by sliding them left and right as necessary or plant the plant directly at the emitter. Uh, if you have the, the pre drilled at every nine, nine or 12 inches, sometimes the way you set up your plants, they won't be exactly in that. Spot, but if you let it run long enough, you'll still get It'll coverage. Get you'll right. still get the coverage. And, and that brings us back to when you're planting initially, those drippers or the plants need to be right next to the emitter. It has to be on for hours for the water to get from the emitter across a few inches of ground over to the root ball through the root ball. And sometimes supplemental watering is is a good idea at the beginning at to the get beginning, them going. Agreed. Which brings me back. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about our pumpkins and squash growing underneath our fruit trees. And you yes. said, is it getting enough water from just the trees? Or are you doing supplemental? I said, in the beginning, I was supplementing. You know, when you first put it in, right. the, the, the root ball is very tiny. Um, I just had to start giving it a little bit of supplemental this year. It's just because the, the fruit trees are getting watered once a week. And they were doing, then the pumpkins were doing quite well. But it's getting so hot that they need a little supplemental. And they, those leaves... Are so big they right. they use so much moisture goes through those. Well, I was I'm glad to hear I'm not glad to hear that, but that makes more sense to me than the once a week that we were. Well, in the it worked well during the beginning when you first put them in. I'd water them every couple of days till they got established. Then up until this week, they were not getting any supplemental. They were just getting the weekly water, but it's getting hotter and the days are longer, and they just need and one other thing. 
they're getting bigger. They're there's bigger. more more leaves and a more lot vine. More leaves and there's more fruit. There are some large pumpkins forming on. All right. It. Yep. You going to bring some in? Maybe. Okay. I uh, last evening was watering, so I didn't have to do it this morning before coming here. Um, and I have orange bell peppers on my orange bell pepper plant. Very good. They're gorgeous. As I, advertised? I ate one last night. It was quite good. And it's only the sunny side of the fruit was orange. The other side was green. And I was trying to determine whether or not there was a difference in taste between the orange flesh and the green flesh. And I don't think there was any difference. If it if blindfolded, there would have been no difference. But looking at it, I think there might have been a tiny bit. Absolutely. And I have a beautiful... One, I'll show it to you, Mark, and it's in the car. Okay. I brought one in. I, I don't normally bother with peppers, and I don't take care of them. I don't water them enough because they need more the longer they're in, which bothers me. They should need less, or I should mulch. Should I listen? To, those guys on the radio. <laughs> yeah. You know, not just the guys on the radio, but everybody. You know, you can whether it's Nan Sturman or or, or uh, Tom Spellman. Will tell tell you to mulch and and John Clements from the San Diego Botanical Garden, mulch 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 mulch. You can't do enough. That might reduce the frequency I have to water. Yes, mitigates the big swings in temperature well, on. The, yeah, there's goodness to another it. thing that surprises me is the orange bells. I planted them at the same time as some these small what I was hoping would be like the little snacker peppers you get in the bags at the grocery stores. The three right. or four colors. And they, I still have not a ripe pepper on that. And really? that was in a four-inch pot. It was a bigger plant. It's doing well. It's grown up very nicely. And there's, I'm sure, small fruit on it. And it's all in the same row. Nothing's different. Nothing's different. But the six-pack of orange bells produce first. Explain. I can't. What's different? Nothing. They're right next to each other. One, does one get more shade? I don't think so. Go home and look at that, and then come back. And it is possible. It. It, if anything gets more shade, it would be the the uh, orange bells because they are closer to the shadow of the tree in the morning. So they in the afternoon need, they, they get may equal. not need quite as much water as probably. The others, it's so, possible. Yeah. So they're just barely don't surviving. don't pull my logic. Don't use my logic on me. What is the uh, do as I do? Yeah, not as I say, <laughs> or something like that. Um, and tomatoes, they're starting to ripen up. The tomatoes look great this year. I don't know. What about you guys? Well, here's, the, you know, back to you you admitting that you were not watering enough on something. Our, our tomatoes were not getting enough water. I didn't have the drips set up yet, so I was hand watering, and I, and I wasn't watering long enough. But I just recently repaired the drip, have it up and running, and in, in, in like three days, there's already been a marked difference. <laughs> so there's, there's fruit on them. It, it has fruit, but the plants just don't look as good as they normally do. Interesting, because I have been watering my tomato. I, I water them on a regular basis. But every time I water them on a regular basis, I remember you, Mark Mahady, telling me about the tomato plants at 3642 Enterprise Street where Kurt Peacock did a test once and he had the tomato plants growing in the soil pile in the back and he never watered them and they did really well and they don't need any water or something like that. That's what I took from the story. I, I don't yeah. think, do you, do you, do you have any, any recollection as to what answer. I'm talking about? No. Not at all, but it's. I'm sure. I'm... It was a long time ago. Okay. And obviously, it meant something to me because I listened to you, and yeah. you didn't listen to you, no. which is kind of. I, I got you. Okay, now I understand. Yeah. Um, my neighbor's tomatoes are in a raised bed, 
and it's almost all bagged soil, artificial soil. And at my house, mine are all in the ground with natural soil with a lot of amendment added. And my plants look so much better. And there's a ton more fruit on them, but it's ripening more slowly, uh, partially because it gets shade in the morning and, and theirs do not. But the plants look much better because the soil's much richer and the plants are getting much more out of it than in the in the raised bed. And there's also the the problem of the raised soils that are getting dried out and then not rehydrating even though you're watering them. Right. They, Have you had raised, that? That happens a lot. All of ours are in the ground, so uh, you know it does retain the moisture. Much better. Much better. But you, you do still have to, you know, back to my earlier point was I wasn't watering it long enough. I was giving it a cursory water. As a spray. It's a, there's a lot of plants. And, so, and we know. And, and I know because I've listened to this show and I've talked mm. to some people. And uh, I was not watering. And I know I wasn't. I mean, I'd go out there and water and like, I need to let this soak a little bit. And once I, I got back to letting it soak with the, with the irrigation being fixed, and it just seems much better. And so, so frequently in the raised beds and containers, I, I actually saw a gardenia plant in a not in a raised bed, in a huge pot in North Poway yesterday. Um, And it looked awful, absolutely awful. And it was being watered irregularly. And the potting soil that it had been planted in had gotten so dry that when you watered it, it didn't absorb the water. It was hydrophobic. It was hydrophobic. It was was very sad. It was was afraid of it. Yeah. Um, And so... You could water it slowly for a long time, and the water would still just run down the edges. So it needed to be cultivated to to break up the soil so there would be something exposed to absorb the moisture. And then a little dish soap, I think, yes. uh, may may help with that. We used to have lots of just soil penetrants, water in, those things Correct. available that you don't see on the shelves anymore. I don't I don't know why, but dish soap, not detergent, but dish soap should should... What? Yeah. Solve that. Was it in was it in the pot for an extended period where it might, you know, be beneficial to pull it out and repot it? No, it's been less than a year. Oh wow. Okay. And it was a giant one of our beautiful grafted gardenias and it's it's a mere shell of the of its planet. former self. Yes, it'll come back it left. Up. That's the beautiful thing yeah. about it. We I mean, we we bought that um beachy gardenia yes. about what two maybe three weeks ago. And I typically get things in the ground. It's still in the pot. I'm still deciding on the exact spot it needs to go, so I've been hesitant to plant it. My gardenias, the Vichai, Mystery, and First Love, I have all three of them in the same area, are all in full bloom right now. Uh, and My Vichai just, I think, it's pretty going. much it just ended flowering. Ended? I, yeah. Water it more. Give it some food. Yeah. It's the ever-blooming one, Mark Mahady. Well, not Vichai, the uh, radicans. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I said that wrong. Sorry about that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Totally different story. Yes. I'll withdraw my claws and back off. That that makes sense. Yeah. First love is crazy. It, it, the Vichai yeah. blooms now is their yeah. Now's their time. They've enjoyed Correct. this spring. Correct. Um, it is, uh, as it, we at, head into. At our nursery, the Poway, when you walk anywhere near the Gardenia wine smell. It, it is yeah. overpowering. It's wonderful. Well, yeah, that's what is. I was going to say. The gardenias are right outside a window that I keep open seven, almost seven twenty-four, uh, to circulate air through the house, and so the whole house smells like gardenias right oh, now, which is kind of nice. neat. I, yeah, yeah. Nice. I like it. Yeah. As a young man who grew up with mystery gardenias out in the East County, it's a it's a nice 
it's a nice throwback to my olden days, my younger days. Back when you were a young kid. Yes, a young buck. I guess that'll be that for now. Yeah, We'll end on that one. If you would like to give us a call, the phone number here is 888-344-1170. We're going to take one last break and be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We are back. With more Garden Talk here on AM 1170 and KCBQ, KCBQ and KPRZ, I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Almond. Ken is off today. If you would like to give us a call, 888-344-1170. The number here is 888-344-1170. I forgot to tell you guys in the first quarter hour that the weather's going to warm up. We're going to have some humidity flowing in from the southwest and we might get some light rain and maybe some verga. So you should have a green screen behind you and do your hand stuff with regard to weather since you are the resident meteorologist. That's the nicest thing people call me. <laughs> but uh, the weather's patterns are changing. We should have some big clouds up in the mountains this week. And uh, we also have summer arrives this week, does it not? It does on the 21st. And how many minutes of uh, daylight? Well, well today, we... today being the 18th, we have 14 hours, 19 seconds, and 19.35 seconds of daylight today. And there's we'll... how many minutes? 14 hours and 19, 19 seconds? Mi- I'm sorry, 14 hours, 19 minutes, 35 seconds. 19, there we go, 14, 19, 35. Then, okay. later, the, as we move on to the 21st. To the longest day the of longest the... day of the year, it'll be 14 hours, 19 minutes, and 43 seconds. That's not a lot of difference. It's not a lot of difference, but we've already gained a lot of it. So it's happened as we've been going each since the uh, equinox. I really launched. enjoy it being light as we get here. Absolutely, I, and in the evenings too. I, I mean, home. sunset tonight is at uh, you know a minute before eight, so it's seven fifty nine sunset. So it's nice to have the, the lighter evenings to do things. You know what I found in the garden this morning, right next to that orange pepper I was telling you about? What the glass of the. The one-third glass of wine I left down there when I set it down to harvest the pepper while I was watering, it was still sitting there this morning. I'm guessing filled with gnats, but I didn't check. Probably so. That is a great gnat attractant. Yeah, yeah, it does a great job. Fruit flies, put it next to your fruit basket in the house, and you'll gather up quite a number of little fruit flies. Have you been to the fair yet? Totally different. uh... Um, Excluding from when you and I went to build it, I have not. But I plan on going. Have you been? I have not. And remind me. Yeah, I will. Okay. Um, If you would like to give us a call, 888-344-1170, as summer approaches and it gets warmer, it takes us back to our watering. Coming full circle. Okay, full circle. I got nothing else. Should we just end the show early today? Oh, no, you have more than that. What have you got? No, I said you have more than that. Okay, what have you got? (laughs) What are the classes today? 
No, it's oh, too no, early it's for that. Oh, way too early for that. Way, 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 way. In the break, not in the break, in the intro as we come into the show, it says that we are going to bring out new ideas and help solve problems in the gardening industry. Do you have any new ideas that either of you have thought of, you know, in the last 10 years? New? No. Well, yeah, that's great. No, yeah. no, wait. No, you know, I, not, not new ideas, but there are some new products that we've, we've started that's to use point. that I, I haven't seen before, like the new Neem Max, that is the new product. Oh, that, you know, mm. we have a new Neem product that is manufactured mm. in, in a different manner. The, I think the other one is hot pressed and cooked in some way, but the new one is cold pressed. Like your, has, your, like your best olive like oils, your best right? Like high-end olive oils. Yes. And this particular neem oil is touted, and I don't know because I haven't tried it yet. We need to get to see if Farmer Roy has had success with it, but uh, touted to work on nematodes in the yes. soil, which I think is going to be, if, it is, if that's true and it works, it's going to be a, a, a great game changer than having to mix up the beneficial nematodes. And, Correct. You know, not, try not to use chlorinated water, et cetera, et cetera. So it it's, might be a good thing. That's, I've heard very good things about it. I have not had the report back from, from Farmer Roy. And nematodes have been the bane of our vegetable existence. Would, would that not be an overstatement? Particularly on your tomatoes, tomatoes, right? And, yeah. and, and, and that's, I think that's critical for a lot of folks because many people do not have the land Space. to keep yeah. rotating their crops and to let something lay fallow for any period of time. So they they keep planting tomatoes in the same spot and then we're more susceptible to nematodes. So it might Correct. be a game changer for that. Can I bring this back to me again for Absolutely. a minute? Absolutely. That's why well, we're here. I went back to a new area to plant tomatoes that has been fallow for three or four years. And that probably is one of the reasons the tomatoes are doing so much better this year than they have in the place where they were year after year after year. And now that I think about my neighbor's raised bed, that's the same soil year after year. This is probably the third or fourth year they've done it. Right. And so there's probably nematodes building up in the soil. So now, you know, we, we do know that, <clears throat> excuse me, Roy was doing nema- beneficial nematodes before he plants and he's, every year. He, he's, he, as he plants, I right. think. When, well, I asked him that. I said, you know, when you, when you use the nematodes, how long do you wait until you plant your tomatoes? Because I was thinking, you know, two days, three days, five days. He said, right then. I, I pour it on and I start planting. So uh, do you do that? When, you know, if you've been Never. planting in the same spot. You, you know why I haven't? Well, because you're lazy. But so Well, I. lazy and what else? Cheap. That's it. We yeah. have a winner. Um, yes. Yeah. So anyway, so back to you know new ideas. I think that new product might be um, worthy of some some use. That's what, what, was, works. what was that other product you guys had? The thing for thrips, or does that seem to work? No, I'm trying I, to think I, of what we're talking about. I don't know the stuff. Tom Perkins. Oh. Oh, the, oh uh, yeah. Doctor Zyme. Yeah, I don't know what it was called. Is that? I, Dr. Yeah. Zymes. Yeah. It was Dr. Zymes. Dr. Zymes. It's yeah. a citric acid-based product. Yeah. Okay. It needs to be sprayed in the evening after right. the sun is down. Right. But I think You've had if you put it. enough of it on there. we had we, well, The only thing I'm aware of that we've tried it on uh, has been aphids on roses, and it worked quite well. We did two applications over a, a day, and it worked quite well. Okay. Of but, course, I did it at the. I did it in the morning because right I know better. Sudden, yeah. But it was. Um, but you it, know was, what? it was. It was overcast. overcast. It was an overcast, damp and day, and it was kind of drizzly, yeah, which so. diluted it and made it, I think, a little less effective. Which is why we had to give it a second Reapply application. It. Yeah. It, it's it gaining did. some traction that product on some of the garden forums that I follow. Okay. Uh, again, I haven't tried it. He says it. Or our rep says that it also works quite well for powdery mildew. Yeah, mildew or but something. But you have to do it like three that. days in a row and then, you know, 
know, I forgot that you know, maybe once a week. You after know what? That. We should have. We should. Uh... Get Alan back on the air. That's what we should have told him for his aphids on his chives, chives right. his egg. chive turkey, and <laughs> and his eggplant, and his eggplant. Doctor Zyme. Doctor Zymes. Yeah. Hey, Alan. I'm sure you're still listening. Well, hopefully. Was it Alan or was it Bob? I think. Oh, it was Alan, Bob. Alan's it was Chula Bob. Yeah, it was Bob. Bob. Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. I mixed up my. Your South Bay people. But I knew the yeah. plants. You and that's what plants. I, I'm a plant person. Right. Not a person person. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not a people. <laughs> there's a fact. Names, yeah. No uh, truer words. Were ever spoken. Well, that I'm, I'm glad you asked that, Marky, because we'd kind of let it go by the wayside. Now, didn't he, didn't he call Tom, call and talk about Dr. Zang? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he so did we, it we, on we the air. We touted it a little bit. But, yeah. But I haven't used it yet. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, other than the test, you were you were present, didn't well, you? I mean, do the I, reapplication? That was a, when I say I haven't, I haven't used it on, our, on, our, on the plants at the house yet to see, but it's beyond the aphids. So right. I'm, I'm, I'd be curious uh, to see how it would work on um, powdery mildew. Yeah. Okay. I um, after we're off the air, I want you to ask me about squirrels at my folks' house because I have a little story to tell you about that. <laughs> but oh. that'll be a separate story for uh, off the air. Um, garden classes this weekend. Today in San Diego at 9 o'clock, it is Succulent Containers with Al Klein of Botanical Wonders. And in Poway, we have Help Your Plumerias Thrive with Mike Atkinson, and that's at 9.30. And next week? Next week in San Diego, Fruit Tree Care with Charles Melky of IV Organics for our organics. And we have our bonsai workshop at 9.30 in Poway. We did get in a fresh shipment of fruit trees and more citrus this week. It came in yesterday in Poway. We got more of the Shira Nui, the tree from which we get the Sumo Mandarin. There will be more in the San Diego store on Monday. But right now we have them, and that goes for Australian finger limes as well. We will have both. You have been listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. I am David Ross with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Everybody have a great weekend. Happy Father's Day to those of you out there. And we will be back next week. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.